Stories, fables, ghostly tales. Welcome, lovely listeners, my creepy licious ghouls. Today's story is certainly creepy, for you see, what if you were cursed? Had a creature that haunted you day in and day out, and this creature has an unknown vendetta, and should you hear its wail, well, you may not want to find out what happens next. The Screamer, a no-sleep story by Mr. Shadow 16, and this no-sleep is a short but punchy story, and to accompany such a story, I've got my brand new tea with me, it's a, let's have a look, it's a honey green almond tea. A sweet and sumptuous blend of green honeybush combined with almond, cinnamon, and pretty petals. <laughs> pretty petals is a flavor. Beautiful. It says one scoop per cup, 100 Celsius, and 3 to 5 minutes. And for those of you who are interested, ingredients green honeybush, cinnamon, almonds, artificial flavoring, that's a bit concerning, <laughs> osmanthus petals, and safflower petals, S-A-F-F-L-O-W-E-R petals, contains tree nuts. And I'm having it right now. <laughs> I've got to tell you, it's one of the best teas I've had to create a clear voice. I think it's the honey in it that actually gives my throat a lovely cleanse. But enough about tea, time for the story, right? <laughs> and this one is just for your ears, of course. Because in sharing this story, there's no telling what could happen. So grab your hot beverage and hold it tight. Turn the sound up and turn off that light. And get ready for something different. I haven't thought about Screamer in years. It's a thing that I tried my best to push from my mind because of the emotional scarring it's given me. I first saw Screamer when I was about five. At least, that's the first time I can recall seeing it. I had gone up to bed and looked out of my window to see it there in the garden. It's abnormally long, thin limbs hanging from the frail, pale body. I gasped, and as I did so, its head whipped up and it turned around and vanished. Moving with staggering speed for such a frail creature, I was understandably terrified. Little five-year-old me ran down to tell my mum, only to find her lying against a wall with a kitchen knife dug into her neck. All I can remember after that is a blizzard of tears and sirens. I saw Screamer again about three years later. I was at my mother's grave with my dad when I saw it half visible on the other side of the graveyard. Obviously, I had told him about Screamer, but he hadn't believed me. I turned to him, frantically blurting out what I had seen, but when I turned back, it was gone. My dad rolled his eyes as I insisted it was there, and in the end he must have decided to humor me, because he walked over. He arrived at the bushes I had been pointing to, and turned. You see, there's nothing- He was cut off 
as something skewered his throat and he dropped to the ground. I ran over, but when I arrived he was already gone. A shattered vase of flowers lay next to his body, with one of the silvers of pottery bursting out through his Adam's apple. This time, there was police questioning. After all, I had been the only one there when both my parents were dead. However, everyone really knew that I didn't really do it, and that it was just mandatory to question me. I spent the next seven months in a children's home. There was a social worker there, Lindsay. She was the nicest of the bunch. I knew she pitied me, because unlike most of the children there, I had witnessed my parents' death firsthand. She was always giving me that helping hand with my homework, sneaking me an extra dessert, and whenever she gave the one TV remote out, it often fell into my hands. Looking back now, she had been very pretty. Only I didn't notice at the time because, as an eight-year-old boy, all girls were automatically gross. She was only 17, doing voluntary work there. But, the day before my ninth birthday, she stopped showing up. I assumed she had stopped helping out until I saw a missing persons report two days later on the news. I was really upset, because I was about to be adopted by some rich couple from the country, and it was my last weekend. She had been helping me to pack my things and now she was gone. I was adopted three days later, and happily packed my cases into the couple's car. If I remember correctly, it was a Jaguar. I don't know the exact model. We drove off, but as we were leaving, I glanced to see the small wooded area, and I saw a pale, white, skeletal figure that was a good seven feet tall. Half a second later, when we passed through the gate, it was gone. I never saw the home again, and never will. It burnt down, three nights later. Police suspected arson, but had no proof or no leads. About seven of the thirteen children living there died, and only one of the five adults there survived. Despite never seeing the place again, I saw Lindsay again. Though, not in the way I would have wanted. A few months after the fire, I came down late at night for a glass of milk, and my parents were watching the news. On the screen was Lindsay's dead body, hanging from a tree. At least, the top half of it. Mercifully, they had pixeled out the remaining half of her stomach, so the image was allowed to be broadcast. But I can still see that expression of pain and terror when I shut my eyes. The worst part is, an autopsy said she had only been dead for two days. She had been alive all that time. Lindsay had been found in the forest that grew on the other side of the town that the care home was in. I didn't see Screamer again for a long time. I assume it took it a long time to find me, seeing as I moved halfway across the country. As I grew up, Numerous psychiatrists and other distractions helped me to slowly put my horrific childhood behind me. I went to a good school, excelled in most of my subjects, 
made lots of friends. I got a job working at the local store and even got a girlfriend. My life was good. I sat my GSE exams and got good results. And the end of that summer was my birthday. I was turning 16, eight years since the death of my last surviving family member. My girlfriend, Lily, was a few months older than me, and we had engaged in sexual activities, but never intercourse. Obviously, with her being 16, and me being 15, she may have ended up as a registered sex offender. Obviously, something she didn't want. She had promised me that when I turned 16, she would give me the best birthday present I could ask for. It didn't take a genius to work out what she meant. As I said before, my life was good. All that, though, changed on my 16th birthday. As I got on the school bus and slumped in my usual seat near the window, I glimpsed something tall and white down one of the streets we passed. I blinked in shock, and it was gone. All I could think was that it was a hallucination. There couldn't have been any other explanation. I hadn't seen Screamer in years. I arrived at school and it was just like a normal day. I got home that evening and went upstairs with Lily, who had come home with me. I got into my room and Lily asked to use my ensuite. I told her that was fine. I lay back on my bed and pulled out my phone, flicking through my messages. I heard the ensuite door opening again and I looked around only for my jaw to drop. Lily stood there completely nude. I remember saying something along the lines of, I guess this is my birthday present, then? And she opened her mouth to laugh when she froze and turned a deathly white. I turned to my right to see a seven-foot, scrawny white figure reach past me straight towards her. Its jaw stretched unnaturally wide, about a whole foot wide, and ran with astounding speed towards Lily. An abnormal scream emanating from its obscenely stretched mouth. It sounded like a wild animal being tortured, whilst having its vocal cords ripped apart. It was a noise that temporarily tore my mind apart. It reached Lily in less than a second, and its jaws locked around her head, the sharp, rotting teeth digging into her skull. This caused her to screech in pain, a sound that tore my soul apart. It whipped its head back, and hers along with it, with part of her spine being ripped from her neck. Her decapitated, naked body fell back into my bed collapsing on top of me with her crimson blood, spraying from her neck directly onto me. Through my tears and her blood, I truly saw Screamer, a sight more horrific than the headless body spraying blood across mine, and the lone head with the unseeing eyes laying on my floor. Screamer was a seven-foot-tall, white, skeletal creature, it wore no clothing, yet it had little modesty to uphold, as it also lacked genitalia. Its face was also devoid of any features. There was nothing but its horrific mouth, grinning insanely at me, while the lifeblood of the girl I loved ran from those needle-like teeth down its body. Its elongated arms hung from its side, 
and it had three barbed fingers at the end of each one. Now I screamed. I knew my parents would be in the room in moments, just before the door bursts open. Screamer's mouth dropped once again, and I heard that god-awful noise before he was gone and my parents were stood at the door in shock. All my father said was that he saw something jump from my window. Two weeks later, the shop that I worked at blew up. I was off sick. No one inside survived. Twelve fatalities. Bodies burned beyond recognition. I saw the news that night. The reporter stood in front of the ruin talking about a gas explosion. Through the TV static, I briefly saw a thin white figure through the smoke. And I knew better. I moved out of the house after that. I didn't want to put my adoptive parent at risk. I was set up in a town across the country with my own flat. This was seven years ago. Like before, the horrors had been locked away and I was getting my life back on track. The only reason I'm making myself relive this horror was because I felt the need to write it down. Last night, I heard that scream again. And I have seen Screamer at least three times today. I'm sorry. This is the only way I can think to save myself. Everyone I told about the Screamer is dead or missing. Maybe if you read this, he will let me live and go after you instead. If so, I am so very sorry for what will already be coming for you. Oh goodness, The Screamer by Mr. Shadow 16, just great. What would you do, listeners? Would you attack the thing yourself? Would you trap it in somehow? This story reminds me of the film It Follows. Have any of you out there seen it? For those of you who haven't seen it, basically it's a creature that exists to haunt and kill its victim. With a twist. It kills the last person you had sex with. Don't worry, I haven't ruined the story. Some of you must be thinking, jeez, story, come on, mate. Can't take you to a film, right? Well, don't stress, it's practically the opening scene of the film, where it explains how the creature kills. I highly recommend it. So, my suggestion would be to trap this creature indefinitely. Lure it in perhaps with a victim. Or what about a dummy body? Hmm, so many options. Maybe I can get a response from Mr. Shadow 16 himself. Now, now, a huge thank you to all you listeners out there, and a double thank you to all of you who leave iTunes reviews and are spreading the word of this podcast. And those of you who are leaving Facebook reviews. Just brilliant. How lucky am I to have an audience like you? Very lucky is the answer. Tomorrow, I'm going to do some iTunes and Facebook shoutouts, so stick with me then, and I'll hopefully be doing some fan stories as well, which are just some of the most unique and original stories out there. So turn back on the lights and enjoy your tea, because tomorrow you can join me for a brand new story. But as always, till next time. Amen.